Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, City of Bridges, Stumptown, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me today is my co-host, the Bay Area Blazer, Ro Zapanta. Look good, feel good, pod good, let's get it. That's exactly what we're going to do, my man. We are going to pod good today. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Dude, first of all, I just want to say, I almost said fellas because I'm so used to having so many other co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out Blazer Ben, shout out the Encyclopedia Eric Foster. We yeah, miss man. you guys. We miss you guys you. will be on on the next one, for sure. Yep, we'll get them back in. Don't you worry. But... <laughs> We got a show to do, so let's get to it. Let's do it. All right. Season opener. Oh, boy. Just happened. I know, I know, I know. But let's just, let's dissect it a little bit. So let's just start off by talking about DraftKings Sportsbook had the season opener betting line with the Trailblazers as six-point favorites. Doesn't that hurt? That hurts a little bit, right? That does, that does hurt. But I think that was it's it's fairly right, right? Oh, it's it's fair. Yeah. It's fair, absolutely fair. But damn. ouch, <laughs> <laughs> definitely ouch. Yeah, man. It just shows uh, that we should have won. So, spoiler alert: <laughs> we didn't win. Um, final score: Kings one twenty four, Blazers one twenty one. And I'll say that the game. It didn't really go the Blazers' way throughout the whole thing. But, of course, right. we've got Superman, the, the silent assassin on our team, Damian Lillard, who kind of brought it back towards the end. He got yeah. us He got us close. We were uh, close. And I'll say Nurk. Yeah, I got to say, Nurk, uh, to me, as I was watching the game unfold, he looked a little uh, tired, maybe unconditioned, uh, definitely not basketball ready. Uh, in my opinion, um, but but in the fourth quarter he really closed it out for us. Um, got us a couple of big buckets to to get it close. Um, CJ had a great night, of course. Um, but right. man, it came down to one final shot by Dame Lillard. Yeah, and I mean, even though the man ended up, you know, zero for nine, he was zero for for eight before that shot. But when that ball goes up. And it's the last shot of the game. Don't you feel like it's going in? Oh, every time. Right? Every time. I know, like, some people, like, on Reddit and on Twitter, they were harking about, you know, Dame was having an off game. He wasn't hitting it from deep. They were saying, why why not have CJ take that shot instead? I mean, what do you think of that, Tim? Well, I mean, I think there's a clear-cut answer. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean what do you think? Look. We have a clear-cut leader on this team. We've got arguably, I don't even know if it's arguably, we have probably the greatest shooter from 30 feet and beyond in the history yeah. of the game. Absolutely. I mean, think about that. The history of the game. I'm pretty sure Dame, I, and I, of course, we're missing Blazer Ben here, but we need to fact-check this, but I'm pretty sure Dame has hit more shots. I mean... Of anyone ever from that far out yeah I, I think you're absolutely right he at least hits it like more consistently 
than anyone else in the league currently. Also on the Blazers, like he's the most clutch dude. I mean, last year he was the most clutch dude, yeah. right? In the league. You know, so you, you know, have to give him the last shot. You got to. I, I got to ask you this, man. Like we've, we've been around a while. We've seen a few iterations of the Trailblazers. Um, is there anyone more clutch than Dame? And is he possibly even more clutch than B-Roy? Oh, man. I mean, that's that's a really tough question. Because <laughs> I feel like I've seen B-Roy take I mean, over a game. some daggers, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the list goes on for him for game winners, right? I mean, time and time again for, for B-Roy. But Dame Lillard... Like, the style that he does it, the demeanor that he has, like, the absolute killer instincts. I think I think that's the part where he's a little bit above Roy. Where I feel like there's, like, an intimidation factor that Dame sure. Lillard has when he does it. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think, do you think he has one up on B-Roy as far 100%. as clutchness? Yeah. 100% yes. <laughs> I don't I do. know. I'm kind of on the I edge do. with that. Yeah, no, I, I do. And, you know, our, our listeners don't know me uh, that well uh, other than what we put out here on the show. But I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Um, B-Roy is right up there with Clyde Drexler for me. Maybe I might even I might even put him above Drexler. I know we only got a small sample size of B-Roy, yeah. but like. You're not talking I, about stats. You're talking about just how no, you I'm love the player. No, I'm not talking about stats. I'm talking about how much I love the player. And honestly, like, just the all-around game. Right. Like his all-around, like, his bag was so deep, man. And yeah, agreed. I would still put Dame up there above Roy. Yeah. I mean, Dame, Dame has definitely surpassed every single Blazer in my eyes as far as, like, just being a leader being clutch, the stats, like everything. I mean, the man, we're going to talk about this later, he even made the top 75 players for the NBA 75. Like, that's amazing. Like, we're not the only ones, you know, giving Dame yeah. Lillard his flowers here. And we're talking here. the history of the NBA. 75 years. And he's part of the 75 players that they selected. Like, that's absolutely incredible. We'll talk more about that, though. That's bonkers, man. But hey, it is bonkers. Let's, let's get back to this game. Before yes. we get before we get <laughs> sidetracked too far, so Blazers Kings, uh, Tony Snell out foot injury. Um, you had you had spoken about Dame going 0 for nine for three pointers. The man still had 20 and 11. Yeah, he still put together a decent game. Granted, we're, we kind of expect uh, Dame to hit, you know, maybe put up a little more than 20 points a game. But you know what? we've seen this happens from time to time right and when it does right. when it does his counterpart steps up and cj did in a big way with 34 points now one thing i want to talk about dame real quick because you know going into the season all all you heard about was defense they're gonna focus on defense uh you know right chauncey's gonna put an address on it and you know the list goes on I will say right off the jump, I noticed Dame's defense has significantly improved. 
it's better. It's definitely better. There's more effort there. I mean, he's not necessarily going to be like a ball stopper. You know, he's no, not. He's he's not a Gary Payton. Yeah, he's not going to lock anyone up. But the the awareness and the team defense and rotations for Dame Lillard were a lot better. They weren't glaring, and I felt mm-hmm. like at times last year, you could really point Dame out and say, "Man, he really messed up there." Like they should not have had either Absolutely. a free jumper. Yep. Or a, a free, like, just lane to the basket if Dame had stepped in. But Dame's rotations, I feel like, were better this game. So we'll see if this sort of continues throughout the season. I'll agree. I'll agree. Um, I want to ask you, though, how'd you feel about CJ? CJ, man, like, he he filled up the stat sheet. Okay, I'll give him that. But the thing that concerns me is that Billups was preaching this motion offense, right? And I felt like a lot of CJ's buckets were sort of like the way he used to get buckets with Stotts. A lot of isolation basketball, a lot of dribble, 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 pull up jumper, dribble, dribble, drive the lane. And I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if CJ just doesn't feel comfortable like move like in that motion offense. It was just kind of unusual to me. I, I expected a, like something different from him and it felt like more of the same. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, you know, I, I like what I saw Dwight James tweet out that, um, you know, old basically old old habits die hard. That's true. Um, and I am 100% paraphrasing there. Um, but I'll say like, you know, when, when I kind of expect when the Blazers have their backs against the ropes, they're going to revert back to what they know gives them like where they found success previously. Right. And, and that's kind of what CJ was doing to me. Um, Powell, I thought had a, a decent game. It wasn't anything incredible. He ended up with 14 and five. Um, yeah. Normal's Rocco, okay. Yeah. Normal's okay. Exactly. Like he was, he was okay. And, and honestly, I'm not 100% sure what to expect from norm right now just because you know this three guard uh lineup you know you've got you've got damon cj which could possibly be the the best backcourt in the league and maybe has been you know a top three backcourt in the league for the last two three four years five years they're gonna get their shots and them getting their shots I would imagine would have to take away from Powell getting looks. So, you know, the fact that he had 14 points, I think that's probably what he might average, you know, maybe a little more, but yeah, you know, I would, I would again, hope it would be a little more. I, I, I would hope, but I'm not, Yeah, I wouldn't bank on it. I really yeah. wouldn't. I, what I want to see is Norm Powell. I think, I think we did see this in some of the, like the, the substitutions and lineups. But Powell actually played a lot of the two guard in this game. Um, The first substitution was, you know, uh, Nasir Little in for CJ McCollum, and that slid Norman Powell into the two. And I felt like maybe just the offense wasn't flowing or, you know, those those Sacramento guards are a little feisty on defense. I mean, with Halliburton and uh, Fox and with the rookie, Davion Mitchell, who's a freaking animal on defense. I love I love that kid. I love watching that kid. But I think Norm Powell had a little trouble kind of getting going, but maybe it's just sort of he just needs to dust off the rust. 
Yeah, I, I think that's probably the case. And, you know, again, we're I'm sure we're going to be preaching this for the next 10 games. But, yeah, it's a, it's a new system. Time. It's a new coach. You got new players. You got to give it some time. And I know we started the same way last season. Yeah, we absolutely did. Got to give did. it time to gel. <laughs> we absolutely did. If <laughs> but, people but you go know back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen to season or uh, yeah, season two, episode one through twenty. <laughs> yeah, we, we just say time over and over and over. Yeah, except what starts it never happened. This time it'll be exactly. different. Exactly. This time it'll this, be different with Chauncey. I hope. Well, it's yeah, it has to be different. <laughs> um, but I will say, you know, from what I saw, it seemed like there were still guys out there trying to figure out their role, and and Powell was one of them. What I was surprised mostly by is Rocco. I, I expected to see more from Rocco, and I don't know if he's just he was taking a back seat or maybe Chauncey was trying to figure something out, but I didn't see the same aggressive Rocco that we became accustomed to towards the latter half of the season last year. What right. What do you think? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna dispute you a little bit. Okay. Cause I feel like last season we had moments with Rocco where we were completely frustrated with him. We're like, where did this guy go? And I think sometimes some games he just sort of disappears, especially in the stat sheet. I mean, for him tonight, eight points, four rebounds. Unfortunately, that's actually sort of like a decent game for him as far as points and rebounds go. But the part that's sort of missing is that I didn't feel his defensive intensity necessarily. And I thought with Chauncey's new system... I would really feel his presence. And I don't know if the Sacramento Kings like small lineups did something to him, but it was just a little a little off for Roko. I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. Um let's talk about Nurk for a second. I I think I even texted you at the end of the game and said, How in the world right. did Nurk end up with a double double? A twenty <laughs> and fourteen double double. When did that happen? It was a quiet one. It, it was. was. It was around the time where someone made like a 15-point shot and we were one point away <laughs> from winning the game. Because I, I, I didn't even know we caught up. It didn't even feel yeah, like it. it. Dude, it happened so fast. It happened like in, in a blink of an eye. But to be to go back to what you were saying with Nurk, um, I felt like it was a quiet game for him. I felt like there were a lot of times where I'm looking at... Sacramento driving down the lane and getting easy baskets and and Nurk is either out of position or he's too slow getting to the position. So I don't know if it's just the Kings were playing a lot faster than what Nurk is used to or is that a shape, but I'm hoping that he steps it up. Yeah, and and I think he will. Um the fact that it was a quiet 20 and 14, I think that's actually a good thing. You know, yeah, if, if Nurk can put up a quiet double-double every game, that's a win in my book. Because yeah. the last thing you want is to hear Nurk, you know, getting called for fouls here and there or, like, being in the mix every single play. Because, one, the guy doesn't have that kind of stamina and probably never will. And, two, you can't, you can't be worried about him getting into foul trouble. So, <laughs> as long as he's... Right. Quiet, out there, you know, putting up twenty. Yeah, if this is getting getting at least ten to to fifteen rebounds, hey man, that is 
a win in my book. If this now, is the worst version of Nurk that we get this season, I think I think we're okay. I'll freaking take it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Because last year he had some pretty dark moments, and this was yes. actually not that bad of a game, but not what I expected from, from Yusuf this season. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the guy that I want to talk about right now is maybe in line for a most improved player of the year award this season. I, I'm thinking he I'm thinking I might need to change my breakout player for this year because Anthony Simons looks good. Yeah. I mean he looks real good. A, a market improvement from last season. Um what's funny is none of us chose him first no. breakout year i think someone did oh no, no no i take that back yeah it was eric. an encyclopedia he did yeah yeah him and dwight did. james yeah 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 that's right uh i gotta i gotta give it to him uh you know just it's i know it's one game but i gotta give it to him man he looks really good he looks good i mean like he's seeing the floor better he looks like he's actually in a natural role for him mm -hmm. and i have to say after watching his game last uh, last game, I might have to start walking back what I've said about him not being able to play the one. Yeah, he, I mean, it was encouraging. He looked pretty good. Yeah, Look, I mean... In, in 18 minutes, he had 11 points and 4 assists. I mean, That's he... not half bad. He surprised me with his first basket. It was a two-pointer. <laughs> It, it was, was it was the the jump hook, wasn't it? Yeah, it was or the a sky hook. hook. It was like a hook <laughs> shot, and I was like, "What? When did Anthony get this in his bag?" And he just pulled it out against the Kings and nailed it. Like, yeah, man. Also, him attacking the basket, just being aggressive, being aggressive. You know, and, and I like I it, man. Back, I like it. And I think that comes back to what we we've said before: is that Anthony Simons was not utilized properly. No, it was not getting played correctly at all. Yeah, I mean, I. It just makes me think, like, if if Anthony had Chauncey Billups or a coach like Chauncey Billups, what he would be like today. Oh, because yeah. he lost so many years just being, like, a spot-up, like, random shooter, pick-and-roll. I don't know exactly what he was, but he didn't look comfortable. But in Chauncey's system, it looks like it's a nice pairing, and I'm very excited for Anthony. Yeah. Uh, me too. I think Chauncey's going to do wonders for Ant. Now, let's talk about what the Kings did to us. Oh, wait. Before before we move on, though, I'm going to pause you real quick. Okay. Okay. I mean, because we got to talk about more of the bench. Like, in my opinion, this game, the thing that I was encouraged by was actually we had a decent bench. We have a decent bench this year. I mean, I, I want to know your feelings on Cody Zeller. What you saw from Cody, love him, right? He's a he's he's a Portland favorite already. He's like a look. Joel Prisbilla is my dude. I love Joel Prisbilla. Ooh. He's uh -huh. one of my all time favorite Blazer players, and he's starting to give me some Prisbilla vibes. He's out yeah. there doing the dirty work. He's, it's nothing flashy, except yeah. for that dunk. You see that dunk though? It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was the nice. Fact that, the fact that he attacked. Look, he's more mobile than Ennis was for us. 
Um, I think he's going to provide that big body that can throw people around. He's going to give us some buckets. He's going to give us a little bit of defense. He said it himself. He's not a rim protector, which is fine. But he's going to stop people from getting to the rim. Yeah. I mean, he at least plays physical. And the thing Absolutely. is, is that he's gonna he's gonna at least attempt to play defense past the free throw line, which is yep. something Enos never did, man. Yeah, he never stepped out there. Yeah. Well, you know, and and he's one of those guys. He's just he's all heart. He's an all heart guy. Right. And you know, every team needs someone like that. And I gotta say, I didn't know a lot about him before he came here. I didn't even pay attention to him. But dang, am I glad he's here. Yeah. I mean. I'm pretty sure all of us put him for breakout player of the year this year, though, right? Oh, yeah. Every last one of us. I'm shaking my head right now. (laughs) I'm going to say... I'm pretty pretty sure we all said, Cody who? Who cares? Dude, we just glossed over him. I mean, Cody, if you're listening, I'm sorry, man, but you really showed out this game. Honestly, at moments, I really thought that you were the best Blazers center over Nurk and in some moments in this game. So shout think, out to him. I think he fit the the scheme well. I think he fit the game well. Yeah. Um because the Kings want the Kings were wanting to run. And as much as as I love Nurk, he's he's not a runner man. No, he he's not can't an run. athletic big. No. He can't. He can't keep up with it. And you know Yeah Nurk Nurk wants to play basketball like we want to play basketball. Like nice slow possession basketball. Yeah, with like a nice hoagie in our hand or something. <laughs> or like, give me a soda on the side too. <laughs> Lots of breaks. <laughs> this is Nerk, this is Nurk slander here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to go out and get a meatball sub with him, man. True. Me too. <laughs> me too. Did did you think Larry Nance sort of fell on his face for this game? Um, what did you think of Nance? Because we we I, were very I, excited for Nance, and I feel yeah. like I feel like he didn't flash at all this game. Look, Nance Nance is very charismatic, and he he spoke well um, at his media day. Again, it's, he's going to need some time, right? Right. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say he fell on his face, but he didn't produce as much as maybe we had hoped he would. And and maybe that, maybe we had some false expectations going into it, but you know, I give him another five or six games, and I think he starts to put it together for us. I think he just needs some run with this team. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna agree. I just, I just felt like I was gonna see a, like going into the game, I felt like I was gonna see something special from him, like LeBron James, you know, like LeBron James <laughs> reincarnate. Like, Ron, I mean, the way that we talked Ron about him sometimes, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but I just expected him to, to be, to flash, you know, to have one of those yeah. moments where you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, that's why we got this guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a, it was a very mediocre game for him. Right. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does against the Suns. I Agreed. think he could have a, a pretty good game tomorrow. Uh, again, we are recording on a Friday. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say he fell on his face. I, I think we have to remember it is the first game of the season with a new coach, a new right. system, right? Like new with new coaches, new coaching staff. You know, like it's, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a few games. And when True. I say a few games, I mean like 
probably 10 to 15 at least yeah and that's probably being hopeful yeah yeah absolutely and and you know throughout those 10 or 15 games we're gonna need dame and cj to carry us and the fact of the matter is this game dame didn't do a good job of carrying us and it's it's no fault of his just his shots weren't falling and sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles man yeah if he just hits his like average on threes we win the game if he hits yeah his average we blow him out if he just hits two of his nine missed threes we win the game we win the game so you know it's should we have lost to the kings probably not was it a good showing by the Kings? Yes, they looked yeah. good. Was it a poor showing from the Blazers? Yeah, it was. It, it honestly was. To let the Kings score 124 points, that's not a good look. No. But again, I mean, it's the first game of the season. Yeah, I mean, the Kings did kill us. Like, they were ready. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna refute that. It wasn't the Kings that killed us. It was Harrison Barnes well, that killed us. Come on, man. Yeah, 30, 36, 36 points, points. <laughs> eight made threes. Come on, man. X. I mean, Warrior fans are just punching the air right now, seeing that eight made threes. Because I know they've been they were begging Harrison Barnes to make a three. <laughs> NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I digress. I digress. But Harrison Barnes? Who would have thought? You know, part, uh, obviously me. part of the game plan by Chauncey was leave him open right yeah. let him shoot it yeah. and he, he <laughs> like Chauncey's like if there's one guy i'm not worried about it's that harrison barnes guy <laughs> basically <laughs> he comes out and torches us <laughs> and if i was if i was chauncey i would have said the same thing i was like let that guy do anything like you know well, what i mean let him do anything outside that arc I let him you. let him do it but at the same time when he's torching you all game, and it was all game. Yeah. You got to make some adjustments there. That's true. And he actually did say that in his post-conference. Yeah. He was saying that, that you know, at a certain point, we got to be smarter about adjusting our defense to someone that gets hot. And he said that. And I think maybe that just wasn't portrayed during the game very well, because it seemed like Harrison Barnes was just getting open shots. Just over and over. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see how Chauncey kind of adjusts to that, how the Blazers adjust to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, just to throw out some stats out there for for the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, 27. Yeah. 27, 5, and 8. You had Rashawn Holmes, 21 and 11. He had a nice double-double. Mo Harkless, kind of a non-factor, but 
We know this as Blazer fans. The guy can't shoot. <laughs> I love yeah. Mo. I love Mo, but facts is facts. Yeah, he had he had seven and seven and two. Buddy healed seventeen and six. I mean, some of those Kings players had had nice games against us. Like Rashawn Holmes, I'm I'm surprised yeah. he got he got a double double with twenty one and eleven. I'm surprised he got twenty one points. I'm not surprised he got a double double because Rashawn Holmes is nice. But you know, offensively, I I don't know. I just I guess I just don't remember him being that good offensively. Yeah, I mean, I would just hope that Cody Zeller and Nurk would have been able to body him up a little more. Um, yeah. But he, I mean, yeah, he's athletic and he is good. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, the Blazers lose one. It's one game out of an 82-game season. Uh, yes, we are back to 82 games. Um, Finally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I'm, I've already moved on. You know, it's it's not that big of a deal. It's one game. It's the first game. Right. Right. If that's if that's the worst loss we have all season, I'll take it because I know worse losses are coming, unfortunately. It happens. <laughs> Every season it happens. True. We know this. But, you know, looking forward, we have a game on Saturday, which this will probably this episode will probably be be released Saturday morning. But we have a game against the Suns and to the Blazers' benefit, the Suns are battling it out with the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Yeah, I actually, mean, it may it may actually be close to finishing soon. It's, um, it's the fourth quarter currently. What's the score? Uh, ninety-eight to seventy-six. The Suns are up. Ooh. Oh dang. man, you kind of you kind of wish that the Suns would have been punched in the mouth by the Lakers, but. You know, maybe they'll come in riding high and not take the Blazers uh, for real. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers are trying to bounce back after their first loss against the Warriors, and it looks like there might be some trouble in the Laker Nation, so that's kind of (laughs) interesting. Some trouble in the Laker Nation, huh? Interesting. (laughs) I mean, Portland fans love to hear about that, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, do you know more? Can you expand? (laughs) You could find out on the next episode of the Busted Bucket <laughs> Podcast. After we do our research and our due diligence. <laughs> Look, man, I think I think what you can hope for as as Blazer fans is that the Suns are, are tired. You know, right. you know they're gonna be running because uh, especially Chris Paul, because Westbrook isn't gonna he's not he's no slouch, right? Like he's probably the most athletic guard in the league. Exactly. Um, you know, you just hope that the Lakers body them enough and, and tire them out enough that, you know, the Blazers have a, a better chance at keeping up with them because the Suns are a quick team. The Suns are a good team. and yeah. Very and good team. I, yeah, and I think the Blazers are going to have a tough second game of the season. But it's very winnable. Yeah, I mean, like, if you catch any any team, it doesn't matter how good they are on a back-to-back like if you're if you're at home too at home i mean this this is the team that you want to that you want to do it against you want to do it against a good team you want to get your confidence up up and i think the blazers have a good chance of bouncing back but they might have to battle a little bit for it because i don't know if this suns team is going to get some rest in the fourth quarter i guess i guess we'll just have to see yeah absolutely um but you know I, I would like to see 
Larry Nance come out next game and show us what he's all about. I want to see Dame have a bounce back game. I'm not saying he needs to score 30 points, but you know, make a few more threes, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which he will. We know he will. He will. He will. And CJ is going to come out and do his thing like he always does. He may, honestly, CJ may be the most consistent trailblazer on the team. Yeah, I, I would I would agree definitely. So you know, and then and then it'll be interesting to see what Nurk does because you know going up against someone like Javale McGee or DeAndre Ayton, that's not an easy challenge. And uh, I I like to see what. Nurk and, and and Zeller can do against those guys. It, it'll be interesting. Um, but actually, let's talk about DeAndre Ayton real quick. I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but... Yeah, let's do it. We got some news coming out recently where uh, the Suns don't... They've decided to end contract negotiations with DeAndre Ayton. They don't want to give him that, that rookie max. What do you think about that? Man... Is that a bad move? I mean, the Suns and Robert Sarver, like, they are just notorious for being quote-unquote cheap. Like, they don't like going over, like, into the luxury tax. I don't think they've done it since, like, 2010, 2011 or something like that. But how can you say they're cheap when they're paying Chris Paul so much money? Well, you got to go into the luxury. That's the thing. Sometimes you got to pay players a lot of money to stay with your team and unfortunately your your team is in phoenix okay you're not you're not you're not a big destination team yeah so to keep a guy like deandre ayton i think you gotta pay him the max and you gotta go you gotta shell out some cash here you right? gotta do it i you, i agree you gotta with you do wholeheartedly it. yeah you gotta do it especially for a talent like deandre ayton yeah come on man like that's that's like once in a in a generation talent I mean, I know that I, I was doing some reading and I know that Sarver might be looking at a situation like in Cleveland where Jared Allen gets, I think it was like a hundred million over five years. Okay. And that average is about to be like 22, 23 million a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that guy's good. Oh yeah. He's good. He's good. But he didn't get, he didn't get a max deal. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is going to command... 172.5 million that averages about like 33 34 million a year so you're talking like 14 million more is that worth it i don't know i think you also have you can look at it that way but i think you also have to look at it from the perspective of if you don't do what you, do you keep him right what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do at that point <laughs> You're going to roll with JaVale McGee? Oh, You're going to be on Shacked in a Fool every night? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the way that this is going to end, though, I think Sarver is just going to pony up. Because I, I, so. I think this is legitimately the only chance the Suns are going to have to get a team like this together. Like, it's yeah. not going to come again, Sarver. It's not going to happen. You're not going to come across another DeAndre Ayton with a Devin Booker with a Mikel Bridges, with a Chris yeah. Paul. You're not going to have that. Right? I was just going to say, when you have a team that's this good, you don't blow it up for something silly like that. Exactly. I, I agree. I mean, if you do want to blow it up, maybe you trade them to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, if, if you do blow it up, there's something there's something else wrong because true. You just you don't blow up a team like that. It's it's young. Uh, you know, you've got that vet uh, leadership on the team. Like you, you have the right pieces in the right places. And if you were to throw it away by getting rid of your star center, like what's the point? Yeah, Why not I, just blow up the entire team then and start completely from scratch? You were just in the NBA finals. Like you were just there. Yeah. Like it's not it's not the time. It's not the time to blow it up. Pony no. up. Pay up. Pony up and make it back. Exactly. And you know what? I think the Suns have a decent chance of getting there. I mean, DeAndre Ayton another year it looks like is having you know a great two games at least right mm-hmm. we like what we've seen from Mikel Bridges Wait, I think is he, is he having a great two games good he's having a good two games you, his Decent. his being his being consistent that's the okay. thing I feel like he didn't drop off from last year which is what people were worried about because when you sign these centers to a rookie max you worry about what they're going to give you the next time right the Absolutely. next the next contract throughout that contract i mean we've seen it with what andre drummond we've seen it with carl anthony towns we've seen it with boogie cousins yeah these centers sometimes the drop off is literally like a cliff man but- boogie bo- talk about dropping off boogie dropped off the face of the planet yeah i mean <laughs> if it weren't for injuries for that guy i mean poor guy yeah. But the thing is, is that, like, centers tend to drop off pretty quickly. But I feel like DeAndre Ayton, he's kind of more nimble. He's not quite that lumbering center that you usually see. I think he's going to be more durable and maybe more consistent than all the other ones that I've mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, if Sarver wants to to blow it up, you said it. There we go. How about a trade to Portland, please? Call call Neil. <laughs> Just call Neil. Call him up, man. <laughs> Where's Trader Bob when you need him? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, more news. This pertaining to the Blazers. Dame Lillard comes out yet again and says he is not leaving. I know you got some info on this. Hit me with it, bro. <laughs> Basically, there was something in The Athletic. Um, For those of you who don't subscribe to The Athletic, basically, it was an interview with Dame and also Chauncey. There were some quotes in there basically saying that Damian Lillard, a big part of it was his change in mindset was just talking with Chauncey Billups. And he said that he sees things the same way. And Chauncey actually said in that interview that he never asked Dame to stay. Like, he never said one thing or an, or the other. They basically just talked about basketball. They talked about life. And they really had, like, an alignment in their values in both life and basketball. And Dame said that that was probably one of the biggest things about him staying in Portland. Because it's not, it's not a secret that Dame was a little bit unhappy with the state of the Blazers during the offseason. And I think his conversation with Chauncey, I mean, he really he really saved it. I mean, what a great hire, right? Yeah. What a great hire. Because if you had someone else in the coach's chair, who knows how, how that would have gone, right? Dame you could still Dame, be unhappy right now. You think, you think Dame would have been unhappy enough to leave if Stotts was still in the chair? 
Oh man. I know that's a tough question. That's that's a tough question. <laughs> My heart says Dame would have left because like I just hated that pairing between Stotts and Dame. But I know that Stotts is such a player's coach, dude. Uh-huh. People actually did like Stotts. You know, the, the Blazers really enjoyed him. So I, I think he probably still would have stayed for Stotts. Interesting. What do you think? Um, do you think I'm full of it? No, no, I don't think you're full of it. I just, I, I don't know if he would look. I'm on the fence because I feel like with the additions that were added to the team, if you kept Stotts, he may have stayed, but he still probably would have been unhappy because really you're just plugging new pieces into the same system and i think true that's kind of what dame was after is he needed a big shakeup and changing the system is a big shakeup yeah so you know it, it you're right it's hard to say hard to say hard to say it's, it's really hard to say because dame is super loyal right yeah and he's reiter- reiterated that time and time again and he said time and time again He's not leaving Portland. Like he wants yeah. to retire here. He's gonna he's gonna ride it out, ring or no ring. Yeah, I mean this is this is news, but it's not really news. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. The only the only part that's really news is that that Chauncey had a big stamp on him staying. Yeah, you know, and you like to hear that. So yeah, absolutely. And just for the record, I still think Chauncey is gonna be big time for this team. Yeah, I'm hoping so, man. I'm, we got to see it. We yeah, got to see it. Got to. Uh, but talking about, uh, you know, new additions, what what do you make of this Ben Simmons drama? Oh, my goodness. What is going on? Somebody make up their mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben Simmons isn't going to participate and then he flies to Philly yeah. to like recoup some of the money because he was getting fined like 360k a game. Yeah, he got none of it. He got none of it. I think he's <laughs> like out like 1.4 million now. Joel Embiid is sounding off on Ben Simmons. Yo, okay. I got to pause you there for a second because this this Sixers organization is a train wreck right now. Yes. I mean, on one hand, over here in Portland, you've got a guy that's saying he is loyal to the Portland soil through and through and has never said anything. Like, we never hear anything coming out of his mouth refuting that. Yet, right <laughs> over there in Philly, you got Joel. <laughs> Joel Embiid coming out and saying he doesn't care about this guy. He's done with him. You know, screw that guy. And then, like, a day or two later, is like, Oh yeah, I love him. Philly, you gotta give him a chance. Bro, you just you just said to forget about this guy. Are you kidding? You just drug his name through the dirt. And now you wanna come up smelling like roses? Come oh on. Oh my gosh. I it's unbelievable. Like, I know people were clamoring for like you know how there's NFL hard knocks? Yep. This is like NBA hard knocks. Oh man. Like what, this is it would be the best reality television <laughs> on broadcast right now. Like that would be 
That would be like number one, the the number one show. I wish we had more footage of Ben Simmons like sulking during practices. <laughs> like I just, I just need like really hysterical music in the background of him just like spinning a ball, like as everyone else is like practicing, doing like dribble, like, dribble drills, like that slow sad montage. <laughs> All of a sudden, it cuts into like it's so sepia tone, man. It's so crazy how they they've completely tanked the value of Ben Simmons, all defensive player, multiple All Stars. Yeah, and now like they're publicly shaming him, and then they're it's... publicly like giving him his flowers. It's like, dude, dude, it doesn't it, make any sense. This is a complete mess. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, honestly, months ago, okay, Daryl Morey, months ago, you should have traded this guy. Oh, yeah. Months ago. But now, I don't even think you could get CJ from us anymore. No. And I have to say, for him to come out and say, buckle up, this could take four years. Come on. You're really going to ride out that contract for four years and not get a dang thing from him? I don't know, man. Daryl is so unpredictable. But financially, that doesn't make any sense. He's just going to stick to his guns, man. He's just going to find Ben Simmons... Every time he acts up, over and over and over until he's a part of the team. Pride is the downfall of all men is all I'm saying. That's true. That's true. That's a true saying. It but is. I, I feel like, like Daryl Morey isn't going to budge. He's never done it. He's never yeah. budged. He always waits for some ridiculous trade to pop up. Yeah. And you never know what's going to happen during the season. There could be someone that's unhappy. Mm-hmm. Also, Unhappy, like elsewhere. Injuries. Yeah. Yes. Injuries. Like somebody may just need a Ben Simmons. Exactly. And Daryl Morey isn't going to budge because at this point, like he's going to end up getting like Kyle Kuzma and like a bag of Doritos. I was going to say you know, Kyle Korver ben- out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> like he's going to get nothing. Hey, hey, Korver would probably still make more threes. It's true. <laughs> He'll at least attempt it. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. This whole saga is just ridiculous. It's and ridiculous. I, yeah. Honestly, like, it may be the best thing happening in the NBA right now. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, speaking of ridiculous, I know Blazer Ben isn't here, but I'm going to do the prop segment if that's I cool with it. you. I love it. All right. So, for those that don't know, Giving props is basically giving respect or credit due to a person, story, or group of people. So, Tim Johnson, I want to know, do you give this props? Hit me. There is a mummified Twinkie. And the way that this was... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. I got to pause you. Mummified Twinkie. Twinkies don't go bad, do they? Well, this is the thing. So, basically, there was a gentleman named... Colin Perrington. Wait. First of all, this is made up. No way someone names their kid Colin Perrington. (laughs) (laughs) You're already slandering the guy. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to the story yet. Nah. nah. You haven't even heard what he's done. No props already. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to know what he's done. No props. Okay, for real. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, for real. He was having, like, a mad sugar craving. And it was combined with just being really, like, bored. 
because you know it's a pandemic is indoors yep. you know yep. staying good mm-hmm. and he decided to open up the you know the cupboard and he sees twinkies that he had purchased eight years ago they're still good that's the thing he thought they were immortal right like these immortal immortal twinkies that never go bad so he unwrapped one and he took a bite and it tasted like an old sock oh nasty what and on the inside it was like gray but the outside still I mean, looked like a twinkie i mean to be honest that flavor is only slightly better than tw- what twinkies normally taste like right <laughs> <laughs> but he looked in the box okay he looked inside the box and he noticed varying levels of decay like what? one twinkie was like perfectly normal perfectly edible the other twinkie you know the one that he bit like the inside was like rotten and but one of them one of them was completely hard wrinkled like a brain and blackened i just threw up in my mouth a little bit what <laughs> this box this entire box was actually sent out for science research dude there, because... there had to have been some sort of contamination like like Twinkies, Twinkies don't go bad, man. I've I've seen Zombieland. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Do you give props to Colin for, for what? This Twinkie, for <laughs> this eating Twinkie, a decayed Twinkie. <laughs> yes, for this Twinkie discovery. Hey, man, it's being discovered by science. Uh, research by science right now, because they're wondering research. why. Why is there one that's perfect? Because good? even the scientists think Twinkies don't go bad. I know, right? We're spending. <laughs> Thousands in government funding <laughs> to figure out this tweaky. <laughs> oh yeah, you know the important things that we do for science. <laughs> so I imagine that's no props. Um, well, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm giving props to or not giving props to, but in my head, I can't help but think that there was some sort of damage to the box or contamination or like. You know, something, some some sort of air or moisture invasion into the, the packaging to cause it. Cause, Cause like, how does something? I don't even know how something gets mummified. Like, all I can think about is like, my kids just watched uh, <laughs> a Disney show. I can't remember what it's called. Like, all wrapped up or I don't know. It's got a mummy in it. Wrap, wrapped up under wraps i don't know something like that but like isn't it kind of just like being exposed to air like that's what decay is like it's like i it's think exposed to air and like like moisture so like upon like further reading basically they found a bacteria uh-huh. a special bacteria uh-huh. that See? made the made the squeaky mummified i told you i but- told you no props because this is not true this is a fabricated story twinkies don't go bad you go buy some stock them up they're just like canned goods they last forever you know that on the box it says that it's shelf life is 45 days right it's because they have to do that for the fda i'm sure they don't go bad and, if, and right. if they start getting a little hard, you just deep fry them and it's all good. All right, we're going we're gonna to move on to the next topic here. We're going to move on to the next topic. So this one, this story here, there was a Danish museum, okay? Mm-hmm. And they paid an artist 
84,000. Okay. To basically, you know, put throw something like, up on a canvas. Like, like a commission sort of deal? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And they actually received the two canvases back, but they were completely blank. And Jens like, Hanning, the artist, he titled the art piece, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> he says he called it a commentary on poor wages. Do you give props to Jens Hanning's artwork entitled Take the Money and Run? Okay. It's a Danish museum. What is it? Jens or Hans? Jans? That's a great question. I'm just saying okay. Jens. Jens. Okay. I'm sorry, Jens, if we're pronouncing your name wrong. My question is, did the museum do their due diligence and hire a reputable artist? He is. He is. He is. Okay. Yeah, he is. Okay. Then I looked it up. I His artwork's it, pretty good. I give it so many props. So many <laughs> props because this is so funny. And he's probably struggling right now because nobody's buying art because everybody's out of work. So <laughs> I think it's hilarious. This is awesome. Do you think he had like no pain? Do you think he has no pain at home? <laughs> yeah, he ran out of pain. He's like, shoot, what am I going to do for these guys? Ooh, I know. <laughs> Yo, that's, hey. Oh, dang. I've seen, I've seen artwork that's probably just as good as that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm for thousands of dollars. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. So, this is this is what the the Danish like public broadcasters had to say. Um or sorry, their PR team had to say. Uh -huh. They said it was a breach of contract and the breach of contract is is part of the work. Which is interesting, right? And basically Hanning was saying he's like the the work is that I have taken their money. <laughs> Which is such a boss statement. I mean, I give props to to Jens. Yeah. But at the same time, I I don't give props to the to the Danish museum. Like, haven't you heard of paying for someone's work when it's done? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, how did you not look at the art piece you were buying? You're just you threw money at him. You're like, I'm sure it'll be great if you pay me. Before I give you work, I bet you I'm gonna spend like half the effort. Oh yeah, right? For sure, for sure. And he spent none none of the effort. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Tim Johnson, have you seen Kanye West's new haircut? I have not. You haven't? You gotta click this link, man. There's, there's a link. You gotta click this link. Okay. Because Kanye it. West, the only way I can describe this, okay? What is that? The only way I can describe this. Is have you seen like crop circles? Yeah, dude, no, this is like he gave his kid some clippers. <laughs> Yo, he gave his kid some clippers. That's what happened. Or he tried to do it himself. So everyone is shocked, right? The public is shocked. And they're basically they have like some commentary and headlines. One of them is including Kanye gave North the clippers. North being uh, his kid. See? Some people say like a headline is internet can't make sense of Kanye's abstract haircut. They call it an abstract haircut. Kanye got the punishment haircut. There's another title said, bro, you beefing with your barber? 
<laughs> so it seems like Kanye's trying to pose this though, right? Like as as like a new hairstyle because of the picture that he took was very yeah. artistic. Do you give props to Kanye for his new bold abstract haircut? No. <laughs> no, I don't. But honestly, he probably did do this on purpose. Cuz yeah. like why would you leave it? Right. 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 Like this. This does not look good. Yeah, we that does. Put this. We need to put this up on our Twitter for people who don't. Yeah. Who has, haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, just because you do something on purpose doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna give you props for it, right? Well, like it doesn't necessarily mean it's cool. I mean, Lamelo Ball dressed up like a Joker, lime, man. a lime, <laughs> a lime Neo from the Matrix. Oh, he, looked like, he looked like he was ready for the next Batman movie. And we're not going to give that props, right? <laughs> I can't give that props either. Nope. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to give that props either. But but Tim, that's that's all I got for you today, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. That was that was good. That was good. I feel like we hadn't we didn't do that on our last episode. So right. It's, it's, it's been a while. It's always good. Always it's been a good long time, man. Games. Benjamin, we miss you. Big shout out to you. Eric, we miss you too. Big shout out and shout out to the Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta. Thank you for joining me today, man. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter at BustedBucket with your comments and questions. We love building community with you guys. Check out our website, BustedBucketPod.com, and pick up some merch at our store, store.BustedBucketPod.com, where everything you buy contributes to community projects in the future. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.